Interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> Welcome everybody to my bloody podcast new episode here. I'm Brian Kluger and I'm joined by the host with the most the man who I want to enter the adult film industry with but uh get sidetracked on a side quest adventure. Preston Barta, what's up? My mule buddy, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited about this one. I saw it to this at Fantastic Fest, and I've just, it's been in my brain ever since, and I'm glad it's finally coming out into the world. Yep, 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 yep. I cannot agree more. We're talking about the movie Swallowed. Listen, nobody wanted it to happen like this. Nobody. I think that we should just wrap all of this up. And put it behind us. I'm really gonna miss this place. Yeah. I'm gonna miss you too. You're like super famous. You remember me? I'll remember you. Come on. I got a little going away present for you. Oh. I just wanted to send you off to California with a little bit of cash, yeah. all right? It's just a package for a friend. Drugs? Relax. Come on, boys. I don't have all night. They go down the hatch before they make the trip. Come on, that wasn't part of the deal. No way. Let's just go. I don't need the money. Let's just go. Listen, you're not backing out now, okay? It's too late for that. Premiered at Fantastic Fest. We both saw it there. I believe we both talked with the director and the actor uh, in the movie. The director is Carter Smith, and it stars a great cast that includes Cooper Coach, Jose Colon, Jenna Malone, and the one, the only, the legend, Mark Patton from Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. Uh, this movie, Swallowed, even the the title of the movie, you probably get it, but Swallowed, it's kind of almost wants to be a romantic drama film about two guys. One of the guys is got his big break in the adult film industry and he's going to go to Los Angeles and like Boogie Nights. Yeah. Like Boogie Nights is going to become a star. Um, His friend wants to send them off in style. He's like, I got a present for you. They have to stop somewhere. And it looks like they're going to have to swallow uh, drugs, you know, and like rubber condoms, like they usually do like a drug mule, take it to wherever they're going but uh the caveat you don't here, know what's inside yeah you don't know what's inside and i put heavy emphasis on air quotations of drugs but we'll get <laughs> to that later yeah. um so preston 
we're both at Fantastic Fest and we both had seen a movie called Swallowed. And, you know, judging by even the poster of this and like kind of the log line of Swallowed, this movie is right up our alley. Mm -hmm. Um, But the movie plays out differently than what we would expect in such a body horror type of film. It's something a little more than that. So Preston, tell me when we were at Fantastic Fest, what was your overall like prediction for this movie, watching it and then out of it? Like what 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 went through your mind here? I didn't have much expectations. I just when you kind of go to a festival knowing that you're gonna watch 15 to 20 movies or 25 movies. I think I watched around 20 movies, which is kind of a record for me for only going for the first weekend, essentially. Your brain, you're just like operating not at full capacity. You're kind of in this delusional state and you just kind of take chances based off of log lines and talent involved. And I just saw, I was like, love the title. It has Carter Smith at the helm who did the ruins a couple of years, like in 2008 or so. And I liked that. It starred Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone's in this and I love all the projects that she's a part yeah, of. Yeah, we love and, Jenna Malone. We love Jenna Malone. Yeah. And and of course, Mark Patton, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, he had his documentary Scream Queen premiere there. And they did a special screening of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I just love the guy. I want only the best things for him. And just especially after seeing that documentary and everything that he's endured, all the pain that he's had over the years, I just I want to I want him to succeed in the same way that I want Brendan Fraser to succeed in getting the Oscar for the whale. And so I was excited about him being in a another horror project, essentially, and it it delivered. He gives a really good performance. He really does, because you see him and you're and he goes, most people don't remember Mark Patton from anything other than Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And so he's like, he's much older now. He's not like the teenage kid. And when you see him, and if you saw Scream Queens, but you see this movie, he's he's a badass in here yeah. in so many ways. Like I, I love the guy. Yeah, I love what he wears in this. I love how he talks. He's wearing the glove this time and getting to like chew up the chew up the scenery by being a being a baddie here. And uh he's really good in the part for for the time that he has on screen. Um, but the the two guys at the center, uh Cooper Koch and, and Jose Colon, that as Benjamin and Dom, like their love story in this is really good and feels authentic. And the re and I fell in love with this movie like right away. Like the the song, dude, the song in this movie that's at the beginning and at the end, kind of like the theme track. Um, I believe it's uh, Rina Mashungo's uh, Narcisco. I like looked this up. I think I, I had to Shazam because we had a screener link of it too and I I Shazammed it and I, I, I was like, dude, the song is so good. And I and then I found it on Spotify and now I'm like on a vinyl hunt for it and everything. It's such a good jam that captures the spirit of the movie. So that song playing with this kind of uh there, there, there's no words spoken. It's just like them dancing in a club at the start. And it's just such a... It's a sweet, really, tender moment. It p- really pulls you into this 
environment that they're in it was really great from the get-go yeah it was and so like what i really liked about that at least that beginning of it when you see these two guys in the club and you see that they're friends or maybe a little more than friends they have a history but you don't know if the guy that's not going to be into the adult industry if he's like genuine until there's a moment where it's like, actually, they really care about each other. Like, I really love that because yeah. you're just like, maybe is this guy just trying to get him drunk and high and send him on his way and mess with him? Or does he really like him? And like early on in those first few minutes, you see like they really do love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that they went that way because so many times they don't do that. Mm -hmm. So with that song and them dancing and them saying like, okay, yeah, I want, I got this for you. I want to send you off. You're going to be the big star and stuff like that. And they pull up to this house uh, or not house, like this uh, barn basically. And who's sitting there waiting for them? Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. And she has a gun and she's like, well, this person obviously didn't uh, swallow the drugs. Right. <laughs> you're gonna do it and it's like wait what he's like i just was like sponsoring this type of action yeah <laughs> and uh just give me my money we'll find somebody else but no she is got a gun to these two guys heads like you're gonna swallow these things and they don't know what's in it they assume it's like cocaine or heroin or whatever but it's it's, it's not new that. to the market Yes, it's 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 a new thing. Um, so in this scene, this is the first scene of suspense, and how it's done with almost basically being shot inside of a car is fantastic creative choice, don't you think? Yeah, so much so. It, it's funny because right before we recorded this, we were talking about Dazed and Confused. And there's a <laughs> sequence in Dazed and Confused where the guy that gets his mailbox hit up, yep. he comes up to them when they're in the car with a gun. God. And there's just like this tension of like, give him the beer back, man. And that's what it feels like, dude. Yeah. Just like, dude, we don't want to be beer. in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be in this situation at all. I'll just, I'll just go, uh, I'll go to LA with my pocket's empty. It's okay. But they're just in too deep and they have no other choice because there's promises on the other side of this. And this movie is almost like uncut gems worth of intensity. <laughs> like you're just gnawing your teeth down to the gums from where it goes. And it's such a stripped down story. You can sum it up pretty quickly as we did at the top. But the complexity lies in how character-driven it is in th the situations that they find themselves in. And you're just like riding on the edge as they move from one situation to the next. As uh, like once they already have the drugs in their system, they go to a rest stop where they have to wait after they cross the border. And then I was like, of course, there's a guy that's just going to give them shit and one of them punches them in the stomach as they have the drugs in their system. And you're like, Oh no, 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 no. We don't know. We still don't know what's in there. And things just kind of escalate from there. And then you start, and then the reveals happen. You find out what's actually in their system, what the effects are. And 
the whole way you just see these guys in a extreme state of vulnerability and you begin to see even like Jenna Malone's character who's trying to strike fear into the two gentlemen to make sure that they uh, carry out this task uh, because her ass is on the line as well. And she wants to make sure everything is going to be in order. And But yet you can see through Jenna Malone's performance that even she cares. She feels like this is getting way out of way out of hand and like you can even you can see the humanity in the in the darkness of people too uh in characters that are just consumed by darkness given what uh line of work they're in um so just seeing all those human aspects of everybody is really what makes this film so compelling next to the situations being teeth shattering intense nerve frying and ultimately just leading to a conclusion that's very satisfying and so all around the way that the movie shot the way that it's scored the way that the actors perform it the tightness of everything it's just there's no fat on this just no. go goes right into it and it's just great all the way through right and when you know with the type of movie it is um and how preston said uh how you said that you compared it to uncut gems with uncut gems in this movie, it's suspense um, kind of it's volatile uh, kind of sequences that are not actiony, just like uncut gems. It's nothing like blow them up car chase, anything like that. It's the situation that you're in. That's so dire and you are on the edge of your seat, even though you're not, uh, it, it's not like a big chase sequence. It's not a Michael Bay movie. It's much more grounded than that. Um, and when you have like a only like two or three people, but extremely dangerous people, it and then what's happening inside their bodies is something otherworldly, and that's what makes it so great. Um, you know, and in a note, this movie, you know, it's it's kind of my nightmare. Not <laughs> because, you know, there's people with guns holding, you know, to your head and forcing you to do things, but it's the act of swallowing. I still very much have trouble and pretty much can't swallow pills still. I still chew them up. And so being forced to swallow something as large as like a condom full of, you know, air quotations drugs is just like, you know what, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> this, this is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's the intensity of it all. It, it's just like the, it, it's like you, you, you yourself also consumed what they have in their bodies and just feels like you can just, the way that it's so well laid out and you can just, you follow them every step of the way you feel their pain and their uncertainty with everything that's going on and also just the the mystery of the characters like there's enough laid down with them but especially the characters like Jenna Malone Mark Patton's character there's an unpredictability with them that makes this even more intense because while you know Jenna Malone like I said does show shades of being a human being Mark Patton not so much and um that 
that that mystery to him like what can he do it's almost like when we were talking about last week with speak no evil like while yes he does have a gun in his hip and he does point it he doesn't exactly need it to make the the fear feel authentic yeah be menacing like he can not have the gun and his performance is crazy (laughs) yeah yeah so you you could just right away you're just like oh man this this dude's bad news and even the location of it just like operating in this small cabin in the woods and it has an outhouse outside um it's just it takes from like all the creepiest elements from like uh remote locations and strangers and just wanting to completely eject yourself from whatever situation you're in um so it 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 just it feels lived in every every step of the way right right and so as some of these characters have swallowed these these little baggies, condom baggies of things, um, they start to have very violent reactions and they end up dead. And, you know, at this point, we are we have arrived from the the rest stop to basically kind of like a cabin in the woods type of situation. And this is where Mark Patton's character uh comes into play and um which in the movie does he even have a name uh yeah i don't can't remember for the life of me because it's not on imdb yeah it's not on imdb and i'm trying to remember what it is uh but at this point you're like okay they arrive at a cabin they're gonna see probably the boss and they'll work it out but then mark Patton comes in and he's a wild card uh he's you never know which way he's gonna go because yes he is villainous but he also has kind of like the swagger of (laughs) how do you describe it preston he has this swagger about him that you're just like all right this guy's kind of cool but like ruthless yeah just has these rattlesnake boots and it's like a western almost he's like a bad guy in a western almost is what it seems like with the boots and the gun and kind of his gruff look and he kind of comes strolling in and he's like he's had a like he's had a history man like he's seen some shit that's what you feel right away right and the way he handles these characters and pretty much degrades them and makes them do very uncomfortable things because he knows for his own i guess personal enjoyment and he and he kind of manipulates them as like he's the nice guy which is even scarier i think yeah i i would very much say so just just the him telling them to do certain things really ratchets up the intensity uh by the very end and it's not always the most I mean, there's one sequence of being kind of disgusting, but it's not. It's more psychological than actual yeah. physical torture. And yeah. and the way that it's shot is really well done. It's not like you get a complete all-encompassing view of it all. It's just like enough mystery within the sequence that you know what's happening, but you don't need to see every single little detail to know. Uh, yeah, you can just you can just feel it. Uh, based off of the characters' reactions. Right, right. And that's what sells it so well. And so as we're talking about this, 
um, we have these condom filled substances in these people's bodies. And so we're going to reveal that right now. You blew it! It's not drugs. It's not food. <laughs> it is an alien life violent bug that they're swallowing like it's alive and so like that's what they're swallowing and nobody knows what they're doing but like you actually see these things and it's just creepy as hell and when you start to think about that you take a you know you take a second from this podcast and you start to think about that how has this not been done before because you always see the drug mule movies of heroin and cocaine but you never seen like this oh they're swallowing some sort of bug that's like violent and if it gets out it could take over the world you know it's like oh my god and then at the at the boss of this is mark Patton. what is going on we need scientists man your mind begins to wander like how did this guy get it somebody was the guinea pig in all this and then they realized oh if you do it this way you die but if you do it this way you get these hallucinogenic you get this crazy feels you just don't know like what their intentions are with with these things that simplicity that stripped downness like i was saying is what makes it such a cool movie ultimately because to have like some room some gray space there for you to kind of wonder where things would go and not have everything completely spelled out for you can make it that that ambiguity ambiguity can make it a really cool movie uh, but there's a balance there you can do you can be very vague about things and feel like you don't have enough uh i'm not going to take some shots here but maybe uh that <laughs> What was that movie? Midnight Special. Um, <laughs> that movie I had higher expectations for, and its ambiguity was too much, and it left me underwhelmed by it. And this one just finds the perfect balance of just dropping you into a situation without needing all the backstory, needing all this detail. Like you can feel the history among the characters, you can feel the intensity of everything just from it just doing this little moment the snapshot of time uh and it executes it in flying colors so that's i have nothing but great things to say about this movie except for i the only knock that i have against it is what plays after the credits right i mean it Because leading up, leading up to it, it's a beautiful moment. Um, because we're in full spoilers here, um, Dom's character dies. He his body has taken on too much intensity, and he just does not survive following the extraction of the uh, bug drugs. And so Cooper's left. And at this point, Jenna Malone was executed by Mark Patton's character. At this point, it's just like things have escalated too much. And he just needs Mark Patton's character just needs a clean house. And because he's going to take a huge hit from this situation, uh, from this job going the way that it did. So he's on the hunt to try to uh, kill Cooper's character, Benjamin. And ultimately, Cooper gets the upper hand and is able to take out Mark Patton. It ends with a very beautiful moment with Benjamin hugging Dom, who's at this point deceased, 
and he's like washing his hands. Yeah, he's washing his body. Beautiful. Like that, you you almost get emotional at that scene because you're like, he could usually in that those moments in movies usually see like they they're just burying them. They give them a proper burial and like you know you put the wooden cross in the ground. But here. The amount of love those two characters had and he had for him, washing him, making sure he's clean, and that that was emotional. Yeah, very beautiful moment. One of the most beautiful moments, uh, unexpected beautiful moments in, in a movie from uh, that we saw last year, but is coming out came out Valentine's Day. Um, it yeah, so you have that beautiful moment, and then that song kicks back on that I was referencing at the top. And then it shows him like in Cooper's character, Benjamin, decked out in his, he's at like a porn convention being interviewed. Yeah, on the red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just an interview. And so it gives you a sense of like, yeah, he made it despite everything that he faced. But it's like, it's the happy ending you want in Hollywood, but maybe like the, like a better ending would be like after he did all this, after this, he kind of gets to the side of a road and like he sees a sign that said like California 570 miles and it ends yeah. there, something like that, because we still don't know how he's going to get there. He's in basically his underwear, you know, it's just kind of like, but then to show him all decked out makeup and he's like been in the industry, it's just kind of like, okay, that's a Disney happy ending, you know, in such a way. Because you were coming from that very emotional moment and you're coming into this moment where he seems like he's doing well. He's He he did survive. And it's almost like, did he just completely shove that down? Like, how do you deal with the trauma of that? And so it just, it left me uh, kind of disappointed in that final moment. But so if you watch the movie and you're just like, all right, that was great, turn it off. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you don't need that but um so yeah that that was the only thing that that kind of bothered me right yeah that that was it was just it just takes you out of the moment and when you see it and you're like oh he made it out but like this is way too happy from what we've seen and maybe that's what the director wanted what i don't know a, a, a very small gripe but in a, in a personal gripe to me which it doesn't take away from the movie, but it makes it not make sense to me. So it feels like two different entities to me in a right. way. And so I can, I can, I can swallow that. Yeah. <laughs> we swallowed it really well. <laughs> uh, it was not a difficult uh, pill to swallow. Uh, but one of the, one of the things that really got me, that got me thinking, you know, watching it at Fantastic Fest and then watching it again was the scene, you know, it's towards the end of the movie and you have um, Benjamin, uh, the, the guy who's survived in Mark Patton's showdown. And, you know, Mark Patton is sitting in the cabin Benjamin has somehow gotten away from him, but comes back with a big iron fire poker. And it's kind of like the stereotypical Mark Patton doesn't see him. He's coming up from behind him. And what do you think? You're like, he's going to hit that son of a bitch on the head. And you're just like, okay, awesome. But then that doesn't happen. He tries to choke him out with the fire poker. And I'm like, wait, this is the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, 
these people haven't killed people before and they're scared they don't really know what to do and it's like their their minds are foggy to to really like think straight and be able to be like you could just compare it to like a jeremy Sonier film like blue ruin or <laughs> yeah. green room where these these are just regular average joes who are just caught in this coen brothers situation and things just get out of hand and they don't know how to right and i i do think so too because it worked out and they did like you know like he gets thrown down the shitter basically <laughs> yeah because otherwise it's just going to be like all right there we go yeah that was it so maybe with like a little more time or something like that if uh they they might have like staged this better choreographed uh chase sequence right because like as they film it it's kind of like you know the blurry uh foreground and uh or background and then the the front you just see him walk in and it's like focused on his hand and the iron poker and just like oh my god he's gonna wail on this guy from behind and then you're just like wait he just puts it over his his throat from behind and it's like man this is an easily escapable situation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but if it had done all those things uh that you may want as a viewer to just be able to execute this guy with a fire poker by stabbing him um it it might feel like well that's not this movie that's not the the kind of uh it's not an at that point it's not coming into an action movie where it feels like oh well that's the hollywood moment in the movie you kind of bat your eye at it a little bit but it still works and uh, accomplishes what it needs to. And so now I um, I want to ask you, how excited and amazing did you feel to hear Mark Patton viciously yell cocksucker and motherfucker with a gun walking through the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fun. His, the language of his character is just... Uh, such a such a joy it's almost like satisfying and fun in the same way that uh justin uh long was in barbarian yeah where... and he delivered they justin and mark Patton delivered these things so well <laughs> yeah you're like this guy's just a son of a bitch man it's just uh <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's so great the, those those tense scenes with that and just to see mark Patton like anybody else I feel like it's like, okay, it's like, that's normal. But with, for Mark Patton or even somebody like Justin Long to play that character, it's just in Barbarian. It it brings like a sense of joy for some reason. I can't explain it, but yeah. it, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So with Swallowed, diving into this movie, there's not a whole lot of body horror that you would expect um, for a movie like this. Like you do not see gross entrails or stuff like that it's more like you see blood from a distance or something like that you don't see like really anything coming out it's mainly just like i said character reactions you just see their faces squinting the reaction makes it more tense yeah the imagine your imagination right intense it does and so swallowed I mean, this is a movie that you should see. Like it, it, it's it's a surprise in the horror thriller genre, and it's just this director. 
um, Carter Smith, he hasn't done a whole lot. And you're just after watching something like ruins after you're after watching something like swallowed, you're like, dude, I want this guy to make so much more, like not necessarily make a big budget action Marvel movie, but I want him to stick with this great horror genre, like make one a year, make one every two years. Like he, I want yeah. more from him. I want more movies from him, you know, than what we're getting. Agreed. Yeah. Just looking over his uh, filmography, like I did watch like his Into the Dark episode and following this, I'm like, this guy has a knack for it. And uh, I want him to just, it's just clear from this that he has a lot of great work ahead of him. And I want him to put out more projects like this. I do too. Um with with swallowed since it just released there's not like a blu-ray or 4k release but you can purchase and rent it on voodoo yes uh and we highly recommend that you do for swallowed and even the poster i love this poster so much i do too it's 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 funny when you go to a film festival and you see a movie that's really awesome and like saw uh cabin in the woods at uh fantastic or at south by southwest and 10 years ago i remember seeing that movie and not knowing anything about it and afterwards just being completely nervous with how they were going to market the film and the way that they show the the way that the poster is you don't know what's going on because it just shows uh benjamin tilting his head up and then the text saying swallowed but then you see kind of like a bug-like thing with this throat, the way that it's shaped. Yeah. Um, so it just like, yeah. If you if you know if you've seen it, you know what all these little things mean in it. And but if you haven't seen it, you may not notice those details. Um, the only thing I didn't quite I didn't like the trailer that much because it's a hard movie to market. That's why I would say go in blindly and try to just watch this and just know. Maybe look at the poster, maybe look at the log line and uh, the cast and the talent involved. And that's all you really need to know. Yeah, this, this is a great movie. I, I really love this. I can't I can't recommend it enough. It's it, it's a it's a different thing. It's a different original breath of fresh air and horror. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, swallowed, swallowed, Preston. <laughs> I really want a sequel to this movie, uh, but I don't think we're going to get one. We should write it. Hey, I thought that too with It Follows. Right? <laughs> yeah, I hope this movie doesn't come a terribly underseen movie. I really want people to see because I think it's it's a very special movie. And uh, in the same way that we thought Worm was special a couple of years ago, and it's now coming out. And unfortunately, not a lot of people are talking about it. And it's 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 sad. Um but uh, yeah, this movie is very special and I hope people find it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, Swallowed, we are My Bloody Podcast. We're here every week. We love you. Thank you for listening as always. We'll be back next week with another episode. Press and Barta. You can find him as Blu-ray Dad on Instagram. Press and Barta on Twitter. Find his interviews on YouTube. And then read what he's writing about movies and TV on the Denton Record Chronicle and FreshFiction.tv, correct? That is right. And then Brian Kluger right here. Instagram, Twitter, Brian Kluger. YouTube, Brian Kluger. HighDefDigest.com. See what I had to say about 
Ant-Man 3, and 4K Days and Confused. Love you, my bloody podcast. Thank you. You're going to go to hell. <laughs>